Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We have a really fun show for you today about miracles we might need and have at home. As Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz immortalized, there's no place like home. Home is where, according to Robert Frost, when you have to go there, they have to take you in. Yeah, that's what I like about home. <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny one. Rumi reflected that it may be that the satisfaction I need depends on my going away so that when I'm gone and come back, I'll find it at home. Whereas Meister Eckhart, the German theologian and mystic some six centuries ago, put it this way, God is at home, it's we who have gone out for a walk. (laughs) Oh, that is so true, like the prodigal son story. Even earlier, 2,000 years ago, Gaius Plinius Secundus, better known as Pliny the Elder, is quoted as saying, Home is where the heart is. I bet that's what you were all waiting for. (laughs) And a few decades ago, Mother Teresa said, love begins at home. We live in the most mobile society in history, yet it's home that we all long to return to. Some of us are more homebodies, that's more like me, whereas others make wherever they happen to alight their home. For most of us, home signifies a sanctuary, a safe and comfortable place that welcomes us. Even if we happen to be public figures or celebrities, we can count on returning home for some peace, much-needed privacy, and quiet. Well, of course, unless you grew up in a large Catholic Irish family household like I did, (laughs) our home was anything but... Peaceful, private, or quiet most of the time. Yet even so, it was home because it was safe from the unknown threats in the world at large. And we were secure there in the knowledge that if push came to shove, someone at home would have our back. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's our home base from which we can venture out into the strange and unknown world out there but where we can always retreat back to. We know the place and the people we grew up with and around us are part of home for us. Then when we leave that home, we search for a new place we could make into our home to live in, to share with those we love. Some of us may have many such homes before we're done here on earth, like me. Mm-hmm. And like Michael. Yeah. <laughs> a home may be a studio apartment downtown, a luxury condo uptown, a tattered one-bedroom house, a palatial mansion on a hill overlooking the ocean, an RV in a mobile park or even on the road, a tent under the freeway overpass, a penthouse hotel suite, or even a different couch to surf on every few days. So, what kind of miracles might we need when we're at home? As we've said in previous shows, miracles always reveal to us more of who we truly are. Some miracles help us discover that we are much more capable or powerful than we've ever imagined, whereas other miracles show us that the world isn't what it appears to be. Some miracles make us go beyond our former limits, and other miracles teach us to appreciate and celebrate life much more. Michael and I have experienced so many miracles at home, no matter where we were living or what kind of house we happened to be living in at the time. 
about 20 years ago, we owned a house. Oh, I think it was longer ago than that, actually. We owned a house in Elk Grove in Northern California, and we were also renting a two-bedroom apartment in Anaheim in Southern California. That's the town where Disneyland is. We were getting ready to move out of our Anaheim apartment after we lived there four years. So we were furiously boxing everything up and getting ready for the big move. During that time period, a lot of interesting things happened that couldn't be explained in the usual ways. Because of who we were to various groups of people, there was an enormous amount of energy involved in our move. Many people didn't want us to move out of the area in Anaheim. And there were many people who couldn't wait to get us out of there. It's like that, you know, the dichotomies of life. Some people didn't want us to move to our Northern California house, and there were many who couldn't wait to get us up there. So we were constantly in a tug of war, kind of a push-pull energy all the time. One night, after giving a public talk and demonstration at a local community center in Anaheim, we returned home to our apartment. As soon as we walked into our apartment, we both noticed that something was and felt a bit strange. Then Michael asked, what time is it? I looked at my wristwatch, and there was something strange about the time. It showed 9.30, but I knew that our event wasn't over until 10, and we didn't leave the place for at least half an hour after the event was over. Plus, we had to drive a distance to get home. So my wristwatch was off. Then I looked at the electric clock on the wall and it read 11.30, but I knew it hadn't been an hour and a half since we finished our event either. Michael said, hmm, the electricity must have gone off while we were gone and got back on since the clock on the microwave oven said 8.30 p.m. Then he said, oh, that can't be right. If the electricity went off, the microwave clock would be flashing. It's on solid rather than flashing. I told Michael what I was noticing from the several timepieces I was looking at. So Michael went into our bedroom and came out to tell me that the clock there was not the right time as well. We checked every clock in the apartment, and they were all different from one another in multiples of our differences, ranging from 7.30 to 12.30. No two timepieces showed the same time. We realized that included amongst all of those timepieces were... Electric ones plugged into the wall, battery-operated ones, a solar-operated one, and even a wind-up clock. We started laughing since we knew someone up there was messing with us. (laughs) (laughs) And in a fun way. Then a couple of days later, when we were both boxing up more stuff for our move in different rooms and cleaning up the apartment, I heard a not an explosion, but it was like a big pop and it didn't sound good it came out of the second bedroom that michael was packing in i yelled out to him and asked him if everything was all right and he said that while he was packing the clothes from the chest of drawers the desk on top of the chest right above his head just exploded the desk lamp lamp yeah yeah the desk lamp excuse me the light wasn't even on fortunately it didn't go into his face or eyes or head or anything he wasn't hurt at all (laughs) i have a hard head oh yes (laughs) as we continued to clean up the apartment and pack more stuff we'd be going from one room to the other i was working in the living room and i had taken my computer set off of a glass dinette table Since it was an older model computer with a boxy drive and a bunch of little peripherals that sat on the table for a long time, dust had accumulated in between the pieces of equipment, so the glass tabletop had clear areas where the solid equipment had previously been sitting and was dust-covered in between. I asked Michael, who was still in the other room, if he had seen the Windex, because I had to wipe off all that dust that was on the table. Before he could answer me, I found the bottle of Windex, so I told Michael, never mind, and wiped clean the glass top to a squeaky shine. Michael had been going in and out of the second bedroom and walking across the living room periodically. When I looked up after he went back into the second bedroom, I noticed that in the middle of the glass tabletop was a pile of thin snippets of colorful wrapping paper. I immediately hollered out to Michael, why did you throw a pile of trash on top of the table I just cleaned up? He came out of the other room and said, what? I wouldn't do that. I thought it was strange that after I heard you wipe the glass top squeaky clean, 
that you would throw trash on it. It wasn't like you to do that. Well, I hadn't done that, of course, but then who did? (laughs) It turned out that not only was there a pile of very colorful snippets of paper in the middle of the table, the glass that I had just wiped clean and sparkly was now covered with a perfectly even layer of dust, and it was dust as if five years had acquired uh, (laughs) on that tabletop, five years of dust. When Michael and I discussed what we had observed over time, we discovered that after I thoroughly wiped the glass top squeaky clean, and Michael saw that on one of the trips out to the living room, and then on his next trip he saw the layer of dust and thought it was strange, but he was in the middle of doing something, so he ignored it. Then on the next trip out, he saw the shreds of colorful paper, which he thought was a strange thing I'd done. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would be doing Hey, that's a good, good way to start a fight, right? <laughs> it wasn't until I noticed it and thought that Michael had done all of it while I was in our bedroom that I mentioned it. We both had a great laugh when we put it all together. It was, once again, spirit playing with us. Then when I started going through the shreds of colorful paper, I realized that every little piece of it was trimmings from when I had wrapped presents for Michael or his boys, who were young then, during all of the birthdays and Christmases we'd celebrated there in that apartment. I could remember and identify every little sliver of the wrapping paper. Yet that was impossible since I had long ago thrown away all the cuttings and the used wrapping paper. So where did this pile of wrapping paper trimmings come from? (laughs) Somebody was playing a joke on us. That was a different kind of miracle for sure. It not only made us laugh, but the whole experience was one of celebrating both our home as well as our move to our next home. And of course, what did I do with that paper? I got a garbage bag, put it right back into the garbage bag and sent it back to the dump. (laughs) Anyway, as all miracles do, this one reminded us that in spirit, anything is possible, as well as in this case especially, there was no way anything but spirit could have manifested these things. Miracles remind us that we are not limited beings but that we are limitless and creative and joyous. With miracles, we are to celebrate life. Yep. <laughs> I love that story. I, I love that experience. It was so much fun. It, it, just, it just made us feel great, made us laugh. It was full of joy. And obviously, uh, miraculous that there's no way it could have happened without just materializing from spirit. As Raphael said, we call many of our experiences miracles because there's no way we can have planned them or done what happened on our own. Miracles are like bright neon signs flashing. Remember spirit. Spirit is. Don't get stuck in the rut of thinking what you see in the world is all there is. Including trash. (laughs) (laughs) And as I mentioned in previous shows, Miracles always transform our lives, one way or the other. When I recall miracles I've experienced at home, I first think of ones like the one Raphael just described and the times that my, like the one where my wedding band rematerialized out of thin air three times over the course of, I think, three years. When it was lost somewhere else in the world and then it materializes out of thin air someplace else. Two of those three times, the rematerialization of the ring happened at home. Once was in the same Anaheim apartment Raphael just described, and the final time was at our Elk Grove home. That experience reinforced what I already knew, that you never give up, but at the same time, you have to let go. Hmm, how do you do that? Isn't it either you hold on and don't give up or you let go and give up? No, miracles always point to spirit, which is the limitless and timelessness of that which is never divided. So in spirit, there's no either or. With spirit, it's always inclusive of all, both and. Well, our first break is coming up upon us, so I'd like to let you know as we always do just before every break, 
what's happening this weekend, Saturday, February 22nd, and Sunday, February 23rd. Michael will give a joy-filled weekend to develop your intuition, clairvoyance, and mediumship for your spiritual growth. Each day, he'll be teaching an amazing all-day seminar from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday's topic will be, Who Are You Listening To? Your Clear Audience, Telepathy, and Inner Voice. And Sundays will be, Spirit Truth or Ego Lies? Learning to Trust Your Intuition and Clairvoyance. Come join us at the Hilton Garden in Calabasas in the greater L.A. area. This year, we're not going to be able to do another weekend in L.A. until December, so here's your last chance to see him in L.A. for a while. Make sure to check out our February website events listing for all the details and to sign up. You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, or leave her a message. We hope to see you there. And by the way, our website is michaeltamora.com. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll talk more about miracles at home. See you very shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Want to make positive changes in your life? Explore mindfulness with host Rusty Williams on Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. People from all walks of life use hypnosis and mindfulness to overcome problems and increase positivity. It's time to take back control of your own life and make it more productive. Tune in for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully, live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible Program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We've been talking about miracles that we have at home. So Michael, you were talking about in spirit there is no either or. Would you like to expound yeah. on that? So you know how so often when you're making a decision about something, especially something important in life, but even on a very, very simple everyday mundane kind of a level of, gee, should I have a sandwich or should I have a salad? Either or. You know, so many times you might notice you're thinking in terms of the choices are either this or that. And then you have people giving ultimatums. You know, either you do this, either you shape shape up or shape out or ship out. <laughs> and so, but in spirit, there's limitlessness and timelessness. So there is no either or. Either or 
presupposes there has to be a division, right? It's black or white. It's male or female. It has to be one or the other. Guess what? In spirit, that's not true. Spirit, this whole limitless oneness, it's undivided. So there is no either this or that. With spirit, it's always inclusive of all, both and. If you get stuck on having to get something back, as was in the earlier segment, I was talking about the time when three different times my wedding band. I mean, the first time it happened, we were on our honeymoon. <laughs> it just disappeared. And we looked everywhere. We traced, you know, it's, there's two of us looking after it. So, so it's not like just me. And we both go, no, it was, yeah, we put it in this box and it's not there. Nobody else could have done anything about it. It's just the two of us. So like that story Raphael told of the snippets of paper and the dust, and, and it was great because there's two of us to validate, confirm what each other saw or experienced, and confirm that, no, neither of us touched it. Neither of us did anything about it. We both thought, gee, it was funny that you know the other person did such a different thing than what he or she normally does. So, Making assumptions. Yeah, and so then... Um, with this ring disappearing, all of a sudden, we look everywhere that is logical, right? Because you're thinking, I must have misplaced it, or I dropped it, or something, somebody kicked it under the bed, whatever. But we tore the place apart, couldn't find it anywhere, and we had to move on. We had to take this hovercraft on the uh, ocean to our next island. (laughs) So we're no longer even on the island where the ring got lost. And then we go to another island. (laughs) And then we fly back home. Well, just to give you one example, it's, it's one of those times when we were in the Anaheim apartment and it's, the ring was long gone for what, couple years, a year and a half, whatever it was. It was lost in a different country in the island in the middle of the ocean <laughs> and we're in this city in Anaheim California in this apartment and Raphael's uh, uh, I think one of her brothers wanted to borrow our, our camping stove which we hadn't used in two years whatever and so I'm digging through the back of the back and the bottom of the closet and through all these things we haven't touched and then I finally get the camping stove and I pull it out and when I pulled it out I saw this flash this like a golden flash go across the room and then you hear this clink clink you know a little bit and so what was that go running over there's my ring my wedding band that was lost on the island of Bora Bora <laughs> ah, in French Polynesia, right? And now we're in Anaheim, California, in an apartment on the, what, the third floor or something? Second floor. Second floor. And in the back of the closet that hasn't been touched by either of us or by anybody, and that's where it flies out of. All right. Explain that. <laughs> you can't. It's a miracle. So when you are wanting, you know, so many times you lose something or you're wanting something back, it was important to you, it has sentimental value, whatever it was. And you might find that you sometimes get stuck on having to get it back. I got to get it back. You're desperate. You're desperately want it back and so on. And chances are in that space, it's not going to happen. You're not going to find it. Yet, if you decide that it would be great to have whatever it is returned to you, but you're not hung up on it at the same time, not either or. Either you just concentrate and make, you know, will it back to yourself, and then you will have it back if there's a chance, or, you know, you got to let it go and give up looking for it, and, you know, it's gone, get over it. That's either or. But my experience with miracles 
especially miracles I've had at home, or at least your home after <laughs> you lose something on the road. And, well, you got to give it up because it's you're not at the same place anymore. And I've had times where I called a hotel or wherever and said, hey, did anybody find whatever I left there? And no, it's not there. So you let it go. But at the same time, you're still in the place of, yeah, if, if spirit decides to give it back to me, hey, I'm all, I'm all here. No problem. But I'm not going to be moping around and be sad or angry, upset, regretting and, you know, whatever, beating myself up for losing it. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I've let it go. So it's both and. You completely let it go. You're not stuck on, I got to get it back. And you're not even having to think about it. But at the same time, hey, if you want to send it back, I'm here. I'm available. Uh, You know, I'll be happy to have it back. Both and. I'm happy to have it back. Totally. I'm happy if it comes back. I'm totally happy if it doesn't. Ah, what does that mean? That means you're claiming, you're owning up to it, that you are indeed spirit, yourself. You're not a body that's separate. You're spirit, part of the wholeness. And that also means you're going, yeah, I'm spirit, which means happiness comes from within myself. Happiness isn't dependent upon something that happens in the world, that happens to me in the world as a body. No, happiness is within. I'm the one who chooses to be happy about this, to be happy not about this. It doesn't matter. I'm still happy. And when you can get to that place where you can have both in, you're not stuck on losing whatever. You're not stuck on, you know, it's gone. If it's gone forever... Hey, be so be, it. so be it. I'm still as happy as can be. And then if it comes back, I'm still happy. I can have it coming back. I'll be really grateful, appreciative if it comes back. But I'm not going to hold my breath. So that's more of the way you I approach having miracles in my life. I'm not stuck on, please, God, you know, you've got to make this miracle happen or else my life is dependent on it and da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da. No, that's not where I'm at. It's completely let go. I'm free. I'm happy if it comes back. I'm happy if it doesn't. I'm happy if this happens. I'm happy if it doesn't. Then you put yourself in the place to be a recipient of a miracle. Now, you know, we both, Rafi and I, gave you some fun and almost whimsical miracles. Yes. You know, and these may be the ones that I recall first when I think about miracles I've experienced at home. But we've had miracles by the hundreds and more at home. We have miracles practically every day at home when we're at home. And we even have miracles reported to us by some of our house sitters at home while we were traveling. <laughs> so you don't even have to be at home to for you to have miracles at home. One time, we had a couple staying at our home while we were traveling, and they took care of our dog and cat at that time. One day, Raphael and I were at a hotel, and Raphael happened to do a quick reading with a deck of animal communication cards she had and she had amongst her store supplies so she said i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little animal uh communication reading and she shuffled the cards and laid it out and the card she drew had a cat that looked remarkably like our cat Mm -hmm. and the cat is sitting out in a field facing a semicircle of rabbits And it looked as if the cat was teaching a small class of rabbits, bunny rabbits. She immediately interpreted it 
as having to do with magic, our tuxedo cat we had back at home at that time. So a little bit later on, she, you know, she called once a day to check up on everything with the house sitters. So she calls our house sitters, and she, when she got to the point of asking how are our animals, you know, holding up and how, how are they doing, they said, oh, there was this strangest thing that happened earlier today, this morning. And they were looking out the kitchen window or something to the uh, back, back, you know, we had a pretty good sized property. And um, so that you can see there's no trees or anything. It's just wide open. And they said, magic, our cat went outside as she always did in the morning. And then, and then um, when they were looking out the window, she sat there right at the edge of the lawn, the green part, and then past that was just just a field. A field, yeah. And so she's sitting there, and then these semicircle of bunny rabbits. Bigger than her. Yeah. Each bunny rabbit was bigger in body than she was, and they were all surrounding her half in front, like a choir, you know, so to speak. And they said it was phenomenal, where it looked like to them that she was holding court and teaching like a class of bunny rabbits. <laughs> and they were all sitting there looking at the cat and listening to whatever she was saying. But back to miracles at home while we're there. So that, that was a miracle at home while we were traveling. We weren't even home. But even so, miracles happen, and we just happened to have a house sitter who happened to witness it. And that was great that she and he can tell us about that. And who could ever think of a cat surrounded by a bunch of rabbits? Rabbits. And these are wild rabbits. Yeah. Right? So, miracles at home. One of the most common miracles when we're at home is one that involves healing. We have both experienced countless healing miracles for ourselves and friends, family, students, and clients in our home over the Many years. Yes, getting to be more years. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> those miracles include those in which one or both of us should have gotten sick according to all the circumstances, but we didn't. Or one of us got sick and the other of us would give the other a healing and voila, we're well in record time. That's perhaps the reason that we might not think of all the healing miracles first when we think of miracles we've experienced at home because there just have been so many of them to even begin to recount. It's almost like asking, what meals have we eaten at home? (laughs) Where do I start? We'd have to ask ourselves instead, what were a few of our favorite dinners we've ever had while we were at home this year? Ah, that's narrowing it down enough to be able to start to think. Well, we're, we're coming upon our next break, and I wanted to remind you once again that this weekend, Saturday, February 22nd, and Sunday, February 23rd, Michael will give a joy-filled weekend to develop your intuition, clairvoyance, and mediumship for your spiritual growth. Each day, he'll be teaching an amazing all-day seminar from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday's topic will be, as I mentioned before, who are you listening to? Your clear audience, telepathy, and inner voice. And Sunday's will be spirit truth or ego lies, learning to trust your intuition and clairvoyance. Come join us at the Hilton Garden Inn in Calabasas in the greater L.A. area, now that everybody knows where Calabasas is. This year, we're not going to be able to do another weekend in L.A. until December, so here's your last chance to see Michael speak in L.A. for a while. Make sure to check out our February website events listing at michaeltamora.com for all the details and to sign up. You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650. Your phone call goes to Northern California. Hope to see you there. We'll return in a couple minutes, and we'll talk more about... Miracles at Home.
Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Put something special into your weekend. Listen to Living Your Limitless Life with host Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. You can transform your life with new ways of looking at joy, peace, freedom, and prosperity, as well as guided meditations and visualizations. It's time to break free from your limitations and create the best vision of your life. What better time than the weekend or right now on demand? Living Your Limitless Life can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Get ready for High Vibin' It with hosts Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibin' It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. And for anyone who has just joined us, we've been talking about the variety of miracles we experience at home including healing miracles. Michael. Yes. In fact, you know, I was mentioning earlier before the break that most of the miracles we, we uh, experience, I, at least for me, experience at home were the healing miracles. And it's so, so many of them because, well, both Rafi and I are healers. <laughs> it's not that we don't ever get sick or yeah, get hurt or things or like whatever. that. Or whatever. So it's always happening. And it's not even just about healing ourselves or each other. It's whoever's happening to be visiting. In fact, this morning we just had a healing miracle at home. <laughs> yes, we did. And, I mean, this, this is just minutes before we got on here today for this show. Uh, we just finished off. A communication with some friends and travel a long distance to get here and and while they were at it ah we gave them healing and the transformation was quite something right and they were very very aware of it and so these these types of miracles literally for Raphael and myself they're every day every day it's we don't go through a day without at least a few miracles and these are few miracles that would stand up, stand out as miracles instead of just, you know, the miracle of the sunrise or the miracle of a baby crying or whatever. That's not a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It could be, I it guess. It could be. And especially if you're the parents of that baby, it would probably be a, a miracle. Because, hey, how does a baby cry? Explain that to me, right? You can't. <laughs> so... These are, you know, more obviously, yeah, one minute, somebody's not doing so well. The next moment, after a little communication, a little something, whatever, and boom, oh, totally fine. So those kinds of miracles happen all the time. But just because they happen all the time doesn't diminish the value and the power 
of miracles, right? And speaking of the healing miracles, on another level, I can't think of a miracle that doesn't heal us. So even those more whimsical types of miracles that we talked about earlier, the first segment of this show today, yeah, that gave me such a healing. Same with Raphael. Because if you get inspired, if you get from you know, normal to total enthusiasm, if you go from average to you know, laughing so hard because you're so happy, that's a healing. That's a huge healing, right? You don't have to be sick to have healing. People think in, in the traditional allopathic medical uh, vocabulary, healing is almost always related to sickness. If somebody says, I would like a healing, the other person would assume, oh, what kind of sickness do you have or injury? It's, it's all body-based. But no, healing isn't about the body. Healing is about restoring wholeness. To the spirit. To back the wholeness. What is wholeness but spirit? Spirit is wholeness. It's limitless. It's not divided, so it's whole. All healing, of no matter what it is that you're thinking in terms of healing, returning to spirit, returning more to being the wholeness of spirit that you really are, that's when healings happen. That's when you say, oh, the condition of my life, condition of my existence, condition of my body is so much better. That's what most people would consider healing. But what brings about that healing is restoring back, restoring yourself back to the wholeness that is what we call spirit. It's undivided, limitless, timeless essence of beingness. Okay, so that's always there. Nobody could divide spirit. Nobody could damage it. Nobody could injure it. It can't be killed. That's why we, the real who we are, never dies. The bodies stop breathing, you know, hearts stop, brains stop, you know, working, things like that. And we call that, okay, this person died. But the physical person died. But the spirit of who that person really is can't even get close to dying, can't get injured, can't get sick. Ah, okay. So returning to that pure essence, returning to that beingness of spirit. Ah, all of a sudden, you're not sick anymore. You're well, or at least you're doing better, all right? It's, it's the, the degree to which you become limitless, the degree to which you become whole and undivided is how much healing, how much the condition of your existence improves. So a miracle, any kind of miracle, heals us because it brings us closer to spirit. Even when something is considered a miracle in sports, where a complete underdog team ends up winning the Olympic gold medal or the World Cup, it inspires, uplifts, and heals sometimes a whole nation or even the world at large. It brings people closer to the beingness of spirit. A miracle at home particularly impacts relationships as well doesn't it? Because home is where the heart is. And love begins at home. A couple of the quotes that Raphael quoted at the beginning. Because even when you lived at home by yourself, when you're at home, any miracle you might experience will impact how you relate to others and the world and your life and yourself afterwards. You can't help it. Miracles heal your relationships. Miracles heal how you relate 
to everything. It's not going to be the same after a miracle. You relate differently. Ah, even if you're just laughing, you're relating to life in much more humor, in with a lot more happiness, with more enthusiasm, whatever. Huh. Miracles help us to know ourselves better. And the more we know ourselves, the more we can relate fully to others. And that, in turn, helps heal others as well. Miracles make us appreciate life more. And so, invariably, we relate to others with more appreciation after experiencing a miracle. I can't help being grateful after experiencing a miracle of any kind. Then, following a miracle, who or what we are, and we're more grateful to and grateful for. Miracles open us up to a greater life and greater possibilities. Miracles at home may help us learn to love more. Having so many miracles and so many experiences of miracles at home help me to be at home wherever I may be. It's interesting that as Raphael said earlier in the show that some people are homebodies, like she tends to be more. According to astrology, the sun sign of cancer that I was born under is supposed to make me a homebody. Yet, I even remember working hard to climb out of my crib when I was a baby. I finally escaped. <laughs> Dropped down on my head. <laughs> That's probably what got me psychic. <laughs> and I, I remember I escaped from my house and nanny and got as far as halfway down my block when I was about two and a half, three years old. I first flew from Tokyo to San Francisco with my parents when I was four. I've been traveling ever since. There have been years during which I was actually home less than two weeks at any given time. So I asked Raphael, what made me such a non-homebody when, astrologically speaking, I'm supposed to be a real home, home guy, right? She had a great answer. She said that I, like the hermit crab, cancer is the crab sign, right? She said, like the, I'm the hermit crab. I may be a crab by cancer, uh, the astrology symbol, but she said, I'm more like the hermit crab that carries my home with me. She said she's never met a person who could transform a hotel room into a little home as I did once I get there. She observed over the years that wherever I was, I was home. So it appears that I take my heart with me wherever I go. That's part of the key to having miracles. Ah, be at home, meaning be yourself wherever you are. Whatever the conditions, whatever the situation you're going through, be yourself. Be true to yourself. You don't have to change and be somebody else or try to be better or try to be more this or more that. No, just give yourself the space to be as you truly are. Then you're at home wherever you are. You're at home whatever you're doing. You're at home whatever's happening in the world. And when you're at home, just like somebody said, home is where the heart is. Love begins at home. Yeah. Take your heart with you wherever you are. Don't leave it behind. So, yeah, don't leave your heart in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Unless that's your home. (laughs) (laughs) Except when you're there. Yeah. Not only does love begin at home, Miracles begin at home. Being loving in any way opens you up to miracles. It doesn't matter what or who you are loving. As long as you're loving, miracles will follow you. One of the things that um, can also maintain that openness for miracles in the home or anywhere really, but a good place to start is home, is the practice of gratitude. 
And I know some of you listening out there have little children, which can be a lot of hard work in the home. They're messy. They're noisy. They're irritating. Sometimes you want to tear your hair out. They sound like me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But even so, when your child, say, takes his or her first step, or when you see the child figured something out or learned something that you'd been trying to teach him uh, for a very long time, that's a moment for gratitude, even though that might not be necessarily put in the category of quote-unquote miracle. I did a few times when Michael's kids were growing up. Um, one of the big uh, bugaboos that we had with them uh, that, that really got to me was it was very difficult to get them to hang up their wet towels after they took a shower. <laughs> and it was every time I'd go up after their showers and they threw the wet towels on their beds or on the floor or something. So I decided rather than getting mad at them about it, I would just pick up the towel and remind them every single time, your towel needs to be hung up, this is how you fold it, and this is how you hang it up on the rack so that it's dry next time you use it. And one day, probably six years into (laughs) this one particular (laughs) lesson, I went upstairs and both their towels were hanging on the rack and they never left them on a bed or floor again. And that, for me, was a cause of celebration. And a, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. <laughs> so, hey, be, gr- be grateful for the little miracles, and you start to create the space for the big ones that are really important. Well, we're coming to the end of our show now. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you learned something new and of benefit to you and your spiritual growth. Please join us again next Wednesday for our show on Miracles on the Road. We're we're having a whole theme of uh, all about miracles. Have you ever needed a miracle while you were driving on the interstate or on a country road? Being on the road, we can encounter all kinds of surprises, so why not have some miracles? Remember, too, that we'll be in Calabasas, California, in the greater L.A. area this weekend, Saturday, the 22nd and 23rd of February, and Michael will be teaching two powerful all-day seminars Who are you listening to? Your clairvoyance, telepathy, and inner voice. And spirit truth or ego lies. Learning to trust your intuition and clairvoyance. Come learn how to listen to your inner guidance and the correct ways to trust and follow it. Make sure to check out our website events listing for this month for all the details and to sign up on michaeltamora.com. You can also sign up by calling our office number at 530-926-926. 2650. We hope to see you very soon. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.